Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am delighted, and I'm sure everybody listening is delighted as well. I'm not alone this week. I'm joined again by my partner in crime, Matt. Hello, mate. You did all right by yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was weird. I I kept wanting to go, and what do you think? You're not here. No one's here. What you should have done is, because you're very good at your accent, your voices, impressions, yeah. so you should just have done some recordings of other people and just kind of had lots well, of conversations with yourself. If you Have you ever watched the film Good Morning Vietnam? I have, yeah. Okay, so anyone, hopefully a lot of people listening have, if you haven't, checked it out, it's fantastic. Uh, Robin Williams, right. he plays an actual DJ called Adrian Cronauer, who's dropped into Vietnam War and had a very unique style of broadcasting, which didn't sit well with the military brass, but the soldiers loved him, so he became a bit of a cult hero uh, during all that shit show that was the <laughs> Vietnam War. Uh, but anyway, the film depicts him, and there's a few bits of it. Well, as a kid... I had the soundtrack to that film, because the music's incredible. Um, but in the soundtrack, I had all of his links as the DJ. And I, I used to listen to that as a kid, and it's basically him doing all of the voices like he's having conversations. Well, there you go. You should so be I, good at it then, sir. Well, that was it. So I did have this sort of moment last week where I thought, now, do I go full Adrian Cronauer? Do I like Okay, we're now going to have a call in, everybody. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> oh, hello. My name's David. I'm from Cardiff. Are you lovely? I you love Tottenham. I, I love Tottenham. I do. I love them, I, I do. Just, <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd ring in and say, it's a lovely podcast. You're a lovely chap. And uh, let's speak to you again. Oh, thank you, everybody. That was David. <laughs> you know? So I did have that thing for a little while. I thought, well, I could do that. But then at the same time, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Well, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, I, I'm glad you didn't because I'm... It, I quite, if it, if you had pulled it off, then you wouldn't need yeah. me anymore. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. Trust me, uh, trust me. That, that was thirty minutes. I sort of recorded that, and I was like, oh, I, I, I have to edit the shows as well. And it's the first show I've not properly edited. I've literally thrown the front and the end recordings on and put it out, right. and I've not listened to it because I can't. <laughs> I, I, I think I would sit there genuinely cringing in hell so if it was terrible last week and like audio where i cough all over the place i apologize but (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't listen to it back at all it was because i knew i knew if i listened to it back i'd just delete it yeah (laughs) it's like no no not putting that out there so uh yeah so that was last week last week was kind of like last minute uh we need to put something out so so it was me solo i'm glad you're back this week but you do have the man flu. So uh, you know whether whether you're still here with me next week. Who knows? Oh, I will be, mate. I'll, st- I'll struggle for it somehow. I think you know. I mean, you... the thing is, man flu. It, it is probably what in the top five of yeah. all serious illnesses yeah. of all time. Yeah. So exactly. you know, I understand people have got to understand that I've got it. You know, but I will get through it. I will. Yeah, you you're a hero. Um, thank you, and, thank you. And I, I know people are crowdfund for some additional Kleenex for you. That would be nice. But yeah, the, you know, the coronavirus. <laughs> What's that crap? Exactly, man flu. He's like, yeah. trumps it all. <laughs> I was I was actually really worried about that coronavirus the other day because I've been drinking that a lot oh, over God, Christmas. I was waiting for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bum bum Yay. It's a dad joke. Uh, but yes, this is the Spurs News Podcast. So now we're a few minutes in. We probably should talk about Tottenham Hotspur. 
Um, it is going to be our transfer special today. So basically, the the show is going to be talking about our squad, building on the waffling nonsense I talked about last week whilst I was by myself. Um, we've got a few questions coming on the Facebook page, which we'll get to. Uh, but it is the 30th of January as we record this at one thirty in the afternoon. Uh, so if you're listening to us later and we've made some incredible signings all at the last minute and we're all cock-hooping, you know, going crazy, uh, please be aware at the time of recording this, we have not done that. But, but listen, <laughs> Sam, you've got to, Oh, you know what I thought about? Do you remember we did the podcast this time last year on, on Deadline Day? It was the... Was it yes. the, the, the January one? It was, wasn't it? Uh, Where we it did was, the audio yeah. of the Hoover and the click, clicking clock. Clicking <laughs> yeah. The, I can't even say it. The clicking clock. Right. Yeah, careful. Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> how how doom and gloom was that one? I mean, we hadn't signed anyone in the summer. We weren't going to sign anyone then. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It's, it, it's not been a revolution uh, at the club. But, you know, I think no. things are looking good at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's more evolution than revolution, for sure. Um, but but the thing's looking good at the minute. That's an interesting perspective. Are you, are you genuinely quite pleased with the business we're doing? So far. Uh, and, I mean, if we can make a couple of more acquisitions uh, t- by the end of the deadline, transfer deadline, then I think, yeah, I'll be fairly happy, I think. Okay, I, I think the key to what you just said, then, is a couple more acquisitions by deadline. I mean, the deadline is tomorrow, 11pm, mm. um, which also coincides with Brexit. I can't quite decide... Which is worse, um, or or better? <laughs> we'll, we'll see how Tottenham end up to depend. You know, Tottenham fans who are like pro Europe could be in the absolute state of depression tomorrow, <laughs> like eleven p.m. You know, watching watching Brexit happen whilst Tottenham fail to sign Oliver Giroud in the last minute ditch attempt of painful anguish. Um, but we'll come on to him in particular <laughs> a little while. Uh, but no, you're you're saying about you're quite happy with the business. I mean, to me, going into this window, I, I feel that uh, Stevie Wonder could have identified certain holes in our first team squad. Mm. Um, would you say that fullbacks were probably quite a glaring issue we have? Yeah, and we've actually just lost one, haven't we, today? Uh, well, well, this is it. So so basically, going into this window, uh, at right-back, so specialist in the position, we know other players can cover, but specialist in the position, we have Carl Walker-Peters and Sir Jorie at right-back, uh, and left-back, Danny Rose and Ben Davies. Um, ben Davies has been injured for best part of two months, I think, or uh, six weeks at least, and is still a couple of weeks away from fitness. So, and Danny Rose, um, unfortunately, Danny has done a Danny, basically, <laughs> and, a Danny, is, yeah. and, and has wound everybody up unmercilessly. I, I find it very difficult, and I did bring this up last week when I was talking to myself. I find it massively difficult to really lay into Danny Rose because of the mental health issues that he has uh, been quite openly uh, battling. So I do find myself constantly thinking, okay... I'm going to temper my response to what he's done. Uh, but at the same time, I do think the best thing for him, best thing for us is to him to go elsewhere. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. I, I was, I was listening to, uh, funny enough earlier this, this after or this morning, I was listening to, um, uh, talk sport and they were, yeah. they had a few, uh, ex pros on and they obviously they're talking about the, the, um, you know, the, the, the transfer windows. It's, Big topic yeah. conversation at the moment, and they were talking about Spurs, funny enough, and you know what could possibly going in and out. And when they 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 spoke for a while about Danny Rose, and one of them was saying that he thinks 
Danny Rose is uh, the way he is was mm. a was a was a, a benefit at one point uh, for us under Pochettino. And when I say yeah. the way he is, I mean like you know he's very controversial. He's very he riles people up. He starts arguments, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? He doesn't shut up. You know, he's a kind of yep. one of those characters that that can just either do your head in or just you know get yeah, the team going. Yeah. And it, and it it was brilliant at the time uh, under Pochettino for a while. But I I think probably they they've got to a point now, and well, this is what they're saying anyway. They think he's got to a point where it, it, what the way he is just isn't good for the team anymore. You, yeah, you know, I, I, I think there's definitely an element of that. I, I imagine if you're, and, and the other thing as well, you got to keep in mind is when a player is playing really, really well, and he's not making any mistakes. You know, he's really on the top of his game. Sort of 2016, Danny Rose, and he is turning around to you and going, "Oi, sort your life out, get in the position." Mm. There ain't much you can say back to that. But when he is constantly making errors constantly out of position lazily walking around going to the press <laughs> it is then very difficult when he turns around to have a go at you to think anything other than who the f- do you think you are mm, yeah uh and so yeah yeah building on what you just said then I, I can imagine that could well be an issue within the squad um but but going back to my original point and the sort of focus of of our podcast today going into the window there's four set uh four fullbacks we all looked at it and went, you know, we need to evolve them, we need to strengthen them. In reality, what we've done as of right now, so this is, like I said, one thirty in the afternoon on the 30th. Tomorrow, I could be shocked with some unbelievable signings in these positions. I'm really not thinking we're going to, by the way. <laughs> we've let Carl Walker-Peters leave on loan. Uh, no obligation to buy in that deal as far as anything's been released, and the press normally do get heads up on those, so gone on loan to Southampton at the end of the season unfortunately that's a couple of years late for me for him for this but it's happened he's going to get regular game time I'm going to keep everything crossed that he can you know get his confidence back uh, and be the player that I know he could be but he's gone so that means literally at the first team squad we have Serge Aurier as a right back from now until the end of the season and on the left-back position, Danny Rose is currently in Newcastle, as I'm talking to you, having a medical to go there on loan to the end of the season. Which means left-backs at the club, in the first-team squad, is Ben Davis. Well, don't forget, I mean, I know Sessegnon's been moved around, but he can play left-back, can't he? Well, well he can, but I've watched him play left-back twice, and I'm... Wow, he really shouldn't be. You'd be impressed. <laughs> well, no, not at all. And the funny thing is, when we signed him, or when I very first looked at him, I thought he's a perfect Danny Rose replacement. Like the very first time I ever saw him play was at Fulham. He was a left back. I was blown away by it, and I thought this kid, seventeen years old, within a couple of years development, if he keeps playing the games he is, that is Danny Rose's replacement. You know, all day long. But then Fulham moved him further forward, and I think the player himself, if he's, if you listen to him talking interviews, the player he wants to emulate is Gareth Bale. He doesn't see himself as a left back. In Bale, of course, started as a left back at Southampton, came to us as a left back, started his career with us as a left back, got put there ahead of him, if you remember, because of an injury, and that's all she wrote. Mm, mm. <laughs> Um, so Sessegnon, yeah, of course he can cover there. Tanganga can cover there. Jan Vertonghen can slot across mid-game. He really shouldn't be playing every game there. You know, his age, bless him. 
got the old Zimmer frame out going up and down the sidelines. <laughs> but what what I'm saying is, if you're if you're structuring a squad, if you're squad building, if you're working towards, you know, having <laughs> having players and squad depth, etc., you've let your right back and left back go. Ben Davies isn't fit, so our next game is Sunday against Manchester City, and we don't have a left back in the first team squad. Yeah, not ideal, really, is it? So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you put it like that. That's not the best bit of business we've done this week. I, I was but feeling kind of, positive about all that signings, and now I'm like getting all depressed. Sam. Yes, I'm here to I'm here to depress the crap out of you and the nation. Yeah. Now, I I just genuinely I'm sort of looking at it and I'm working my way through it, and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> I don't quite follow what they're doing now. It right back, Tanganga actually proved in a game. You know, he's right footed, so. He kind of proved, yes, he is a central defender, but he's 20, he's got natural pace to him. He can play at fullback. In this formation that Jose seems to like, where one of the fullbacks sort of tightens in, etc., whilst the other one goes bombing forward. But my worry is, you know, that's kind of slotting in, that's covering a game. That's not like a run of games covering one of those positions. But you and I both know how things work, especially at Tottenham. Come 1st of February, oh, breaking news, Serge Aurier snapped his tendons in like <laughs> training. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You can't legislate for what's going to happen injury-wise going forward. You, you just can't. So that's why you have a squad. So to go into the, the second part of this season with literally no first-team squad right-back or left-back cover seems mad to me. And the fact we've let Kyle Walker-Peters and Danny Rose leave... Uh, Kyle, you know, he's completed. Danny at this time hasn't been completed. He's he's having a medical at the time of recording. <laughs> um, I I don't understand the logic unless you have someone lined up or two people lined up. The the player I thought we were definitely going to bring in at right back is now going the Crystal Palace. Nathan Ferguson from West Brom. Yeah. I thought that was a Tottenham deal all day long because he's out of contract in the summer. Uh, but no, no, he's he's joining Palace. Um, the the player we're constantly linked with, and I think everyone would like us to sign, is obviously Max Aaron's from Norwich. But with respect to Norwich, they're not going to want to see that kid go whilst they're trying to trying to fight for their lives to stay in the Premier League. Oh, of, of course, course they're yeah. not. Um, but they did uh, right at the start of the window. I don't know if you remember this. They did kind of, you know, the press said that you know Norwich would be willing to listen. They do have a price, but they're making it abundantly clear to anyone who inquires, you have to do it early. Because we'll need to bring in another player. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yes, we won't stand in the lad's way. But you're going to have to pay for him. Because he's under contract for the next four years. And you have to pay a decent price. And do it early. Because otherwise we won't have the time to bring in a, a right back. That's more than fair. And the price that was kicked around everywhere was 30 million quid. Which seems a little bit high. Considering it's his first season in the Premier League. But then, of course, Juan Pasaka went to Man United for fifty million. So yeah, <laughs> you can understand where Norwich are coming from. Now, Daniel Levy, of course, will look at the table, look at them, and go, "Yeah, they'll probably there's a good chance they're going to go down." And if they do go down, I'll offer them, you know, twenty p and a packet of crisps <laughs> and see what I can get. But from from Norwich's point of view, he's under contract. The kid will, of course, want to continue in the Premier League. They're they're not under any illusions of that if they go down. 
but they'll want to get top price. And the thing is, because he's classed as homegrown, there won't be a a shortage of Premier League teams willing to buy him. So if everyone's kind of putting their eggs in that basket, thinking, oh, we'll get through to the summer and muddle through and then pick up Aaron's, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's a... I'm not sure that's the way to go. I mean, it, but then, of course, it greatly depends on what the plan is. Is the plan to write this season off? Do, do you know what I keep thinking? You know that really random uh, 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 campaign in 2000? Was it 2016 when Leicester won the league? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and Chelsea were awful, weren't they? Weren't they like, yeah. something like 13th or 14th in the league? Yeah, they were absolute gobshite. Yeah, and then they won the title the next season, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, and don't was get me it, wrong, I'm not trying to say that that's going to happen with us. But was it Jose who came in and won the title? Yeah, but you you wonder whether whether there is that psychology of, look, this is going to be a written-off season. We, we're, it's, we've, we're too far behind the top four. Yeah. Let's write it off. And next season, just focus on on winning stuff, you know? And, yeah. we won't, and, and as much as I love playing the Champions League, and I want us to be in the Champions League every season, if we're yeah. not going to be in it, then it gives us that... Like those fewer games, doesn't it? And less, and more of a focus on possibly doing well in the well, league again next season. And unless we're in the Europa League, of course. Yeah, well, let's hope we're not in that. Eh? Can, can, are, you, are, you, are you able just to? Are you able to to reject the, the, your invitation, or is that is that not a thing? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, no, thank you. Can't you let Arsenal have my place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, they like we've, planning, quali- we've qualified. However, because we're wonderful neighbours. Yeah. We're, and you know, just great guys. We'd like to hand over to you know yeah. this guy. You can have you can have, you can have the Europa League this season, Arsenal. You know, we, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, sadly, if you qualify, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know because it's one of those things. You look at the table and you look at it and you go, that that's not a gap that's insurmountable. It's not. You you could look at that and go. We could do this. We we could do that. We could turn that over. We could snatch fourth place, ensure Champions League again, and in doing that, then we've salvaged this season in a in a lot of ways. You know, whatever else happens, we've managed to salvage the season, and you can build on that if that makes sense. Mm. You can kind of go that last year was real disruption, things happening all over the place, but because we grabbed that fourth place. You know we can build from there. If we don't, you know, like like you say, write the season off where our results are going to continue to be up and down like a yo-yo, yeah, uh, yeah, yo-yo. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, oh dear, I nearly said something. Bad. <laughs> um, if it continues like that, and then I mean, one, it's going to be really frustrating. But from our point of view of recruitment, not having Champions League football, I do think would make an impact on who we could recruit. Yeah. Um, but two, financially it will make a massive impact because of the way we're run. You know, Enoch won't spend what they don't have. You know, they won't take a look at it and go, do you know what? With Jose Mourinho in charge, the squad we've got, we're going to do what Chelsea did that season and spend £100 because we know we can take this squad and get back into the Champions League no problem. Take the hit this season, but we'll be back next year. Enoch won't do it. So if we don't have that income... Our transfer budget's probably going to be that packet of crisp and two sweets I mentioned earlier, <laughs> which is depressing as a football fan, <laughs> but it's the reality of who owns us. And and you know we can 
hold our breath and stamp our feet about that all we want. It ain't going to change. I, I think, I'm, look, I, I'm just, this is speculation and just sort of thinking of the future, but when I was at the uh, Norwich game, which we just mm. sort of scraped to win at, I, I, sort <laughs> of, I have moments of contemplation in the ground, yeah. right? And, and during one moment of contemplation, I was thinking, this is just such a good proposition for a, a, a multi-billionaire owner. <laughs> no, but, but you look at it, you look at it. No, right? you know, you're not wrong. No, but you, we've got like, we've got, wrong. A world-class stadium, world-class training ground, world-class manager, fairly decent, I wouldn't say world-class squad, but we've got a very, very good squad. We've got got, a good Premier League squad. Yep, we've got a very good fan base. I mean, every time I I put my ticket on Ticket Exchange, it goes within minutes, so like people are desperate to go to the games. Everything's there, isn't it? I mean, just please, some wealthy multi-billionaire, please come and buy us (laughs) and spend (laughs) lots of money. <laughs> yeah, some some diehard Tottenham fan who's a quadrillionaire. Yes. Who who basically has decided I need to write off all these profits for tax purposes, um, and you're willing to invest. Yeah, that'd be nice. But everything's there though, Sam, isn't it? <clears throat> everything's there for like yeah. to, to to make lots of money, you know. Well, see, this is the thing about making lots of money. Enoch are making good money, and they will make a killing when they sell us because when they bought us for 200-odd million, uh, they're now going to sell us for about 2 billion. Yeah, so, it's not a bad investment. So, no, no, I think <laughs> I think a few of them might smile when that happens. Or Daniel Levy will have wind, one or the other. <laughs> but, it is, you know, you talk about sort of making money. The owners at Liverpool, um, they had a background in NFL uh, and or sports franchises in America. And sports franchises in America, because they're ring fence, you know, you don't have promotion, relegation, and things like that. It's kind of you have uh, fan bases built around the area where you are, and etc. etc. is a little bit different. I think it took them a little while to fully get the concept of what you needed to do here to, to be able to become a success. Mm. But once it clicked with them, that right, so to build the brand to build beyond where we are and to, to move forward you need to invest in it they they did that and just look where they are mm. I mean I, I think I talked about this a little bit before and I've talked a lot to Dan our fellow admin about this I, I've depressed him thoroughly so I'm going to do it to <laughs> yeah, you thanks, as well. mate. <laughs> is one of the things that's really gotten to me watching Liverpool recently is we we played like that when Mauricio Pochettino had us at our best, his second season with us, two dynamic fullbacks going forward, solid central defensive pairing, a goalkeeper that commanded his area, a midfield that stopped anyone going past by hook or by crook and just fed the ball forward, yep. and an attacking front line that had goals mm. galore. But then you look at what he wanted to do, his development and the players he wanted to sign... He wanted to sign Wijnaldum, and we got Sissoko. He wanted to sign Mane, and we got Lucas. You know, you look at the players who are at Liverpool and are phenomenal and are real game changers for them. And you know, Mane came from Southampton. He's now a hundred million plus footballer, who's beyond highly regarded across the world. When he went from Southampton to Liverpool, it was kind of like. Ooh, well, that was a bit money. Ooh, that was, you know, dear. Do you think he'll be able to keep that level up? Well, he's far surpassed it. <laughs> um, it just it just aggravates me that 
you're in this position where they didn't they didn't do a Chelsea, they didn't do a Man City, they didn't spend like bonkers five hundred million in a window to go from where they were to surpassing us. Ghost. They they just every window recruited well. And recruited well within a system. This is how we're gonna play. So we need to identify players that are gonna get the absolute best out of this system and are gonna slot in. And yeah, and they have. <laughs> and and you sort of look at it and you go, Well, what was the difference? And the key difference for me is our recruitment. Uh when we've recruited people, I, I can't think of a recruit we've made that is one come in and hit the ground running. And two, who has come into the system that he was bought for, etc., and been phenomenal. Ironically, probably the two players we've signed who were fantastic signings for the system we had was Undombele in the Chelsea. Yeah. And then Mauricio's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? That's that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you've got, you know, Mourinho comes in, he's got different ideas, and that's, that's absolutely fine, and we've got to let him, give him time to build his team, playing his way, because at the moment he's still working with Mauricio's squad, who have had five years of one way talk to them, and you've got someone else now trying to say, right, do it this way. Yeah, it goes. So, <clears throat> I'm very accepting of, it's a transition, but... It's just our recruitment, which is beyond Mercer, which is beyond Jose. It is at Daniel Levy's door because he's a control freak over it. There's like no... you know, Going back to what I was talking about right at the start, about the fullbacks. Where's the foresight and where's the planning that we're going into the final day of the transfer window with one right back and one left back? I just... This is what I don't understand, though. Like, like I, I, I get what you're saying. That it, it seems ridiculous. Mm. But... This is these are these are um, you know these football clubs they they've got people that do all kinds of things and they they get paid a yeah. lot of money so you get coaches uh, sports scientists all these people that are obviously on the payroll of us and every I presume every 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 Premier League club at least yeah so with all these people involved in the club uh, getting paid what they are for their expertise yeah I don't understand how it how like. Either we we're missing something, or there's something crazy going on. Where because you know it shouldn't surely it shouldn't come to the point where you've you've got one recognised left back and one recognised right back in the club. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any. Do you see what I mean? It doesn't make any. It, it doesn't, you can under, right. you can understand if it's like like as an example, like uh, you go to a, a village hall boot sale and they they forgot to. Put, bring the kettles to make a cup of tea, right? You can <laughs> yeah. understand that, can't you? But this you, is like you, a... you're saying you're saying that from some bitter experience. <laughs> I can sense that you know, there was some anger in your voice when you said that. Like you know, you went to a village fete recently. There was no tea or coffee, no and you're still coffee. you're still bitter. I, I can feel it. <laughs> but but, Maybe... you, but you understand. But you, as, yeah. uh, but people yeah. will be upset. But you can understand that. But well, yeah. When no you, when no you got one was football... being paid thousands per week yeah. to be responsible. That's what for I don't it, yeah. understand. That's that's why I don't um. I don't understand it. I don't understand how. how well, like, are we just are we just missing something? Because it doesn't seem um, to make any sense. The, the, the there there are two ways of looking at it. One is we lack a director of football or sporting director who is like the continuation. So, for example, you you can replace your coach, your manager. They come in and out. But if you've got one person that sits there who is in charge of the squad building all the time. 
they will always have a uh, you know a clearer picture of of you know what's going on what's going on so the coach comes to you says right you know the the two right backs I've got aren't up to it I need you know new right backs then that sporting director is in charge of selling the existing recruiting the new he's not going to sell the existing until the new ones are in you, yeah. you see what yeah, I mean course, yeah, that makes sense. Like, like Daniel Levy kind of operates in this uh, this market for us he, he kind of does that role um, I'm still very much of the opinion he shouldn't be because it's just not it's too much for for all the commercial and all of the general you know duties he has at the club especially while the stadium is being built adding in the contracts the you know the transfers to me it, it's no wonder things have been let you know no wonder why things have slid away but that is his role at the moment he does get involved in that he does involve himself the best one in the world you cannot apply business economics to business world to football no. because it's illogical mm. you know you can't look at the Tottenham squad and go Tanganga has played really well since coming in Therefore, we don't need to sign a right back and a left back till the summer because he's proven he can play left, play right. We've got cover, you know, when Ben and Serge are fit, it's fine. Now, if I'm looking at my office and there's a group of staff there in my office and a full-timer quits and I've got another member of staff who can cover that work temporarily, I'll go, that makes sense. But in my line of work in my office... They don't get, you know, slid tackled every day and stuff yeah, like sure, that. Sure. And and like I said a minute ago, the way it's going to work, you know, Sunday, the window's going to be closed. Ten minutes in against Man City. Oh, no, Sir Aurier's pulled up. That looks like a hamstring injury. Oh, look, now Ben Davis has come back on for his first appearance. Oh, no, broken leg. That can happen. Then what do we do? We can't sign anybody. We are literally then left with promoting academy players which don't get me wrong I have the utmost faith in some of our youngsters and I'm not being critical of using Jaffet Tanganga left back right back the kid is so enthusiastic he playing goal if they told me in fact I'm thinking about starting him up front yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you cannot tell me there is another team in the Champions League that squad is this poorly managed and put together. I, I refuse to believe that. At this level of the Champions League we're in. We were Champions League finalists last year. We are into the knockout stages this year. We are a consistent Champions League team still behaving in our recruitment and our squad building like we've just been promoted to the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, but, oh, hope, you know, sorry mate, just to finish, you know, it's kind of like, let's just hope a kid from the academy can cover because we can't afford... You know, we can't do anything else, which is a nonsense. Sorry, go on. No, no, sorry, mate. Sorry to interrupt. But that, but maybe that's maybe that's the point then, that, that the one that you've made that you, you know, like we, we've we've got all these people at the club that that, mm. that do specialist jobs, but the person that looks after the transfers and looks after yeah. you know the recruitment side of it is someone that's very good at making money. But I mean, yeah. he's not a football player or, or a football no, person, no. is he? He's not like no, you know, and, and that's the and that's the problem. We've got we've got the the, the woman in charge of the kettle at the village fight looking yeah. after the recruitment. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Daniel Levy's that low, but it's it's almost like, fair, fair, you know, he's got a lot of experience being chairman uh, uh, or yeah. being being in charge of the club, but yeah. he has 
what what experience? What what you know? You have to be. Like, I'm a fan. I'm a football. I'm a Spurs fan. But I'm not going to pretend for one second that I, that I that I know. Uh, in, you know what what positions are. You know I no, I don't I can no. I can have a look at it from the outside. But yeah, you, as you a need fan, to, you need to look at it and go, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, but you need to be a football person, don't you? Yeah. Uh, which is why uh, Jose Mourinho gets paid what 10 million pound a year and I don't you know because he's a football yeah. he's a, he's that football brain so mm. why why are we not like is it is it an ego thing is it because he just doesn't want no to do idea. it like what why why do we not have I mean that he, he he would argue that he's been doing it for years and years and years so he is experienced I yeah, would but he's argue. not successful is he saying it, it, not... there you go yeah <laughs> I would argue that years and years and years in one league cup would say that you're not doing a very good job yeah, mate. yeah exactly um, so yeah I mean his the big thing is, is he, when he first came into Tottenham, you might remember this, every time they structured it with a director of football, he, mm. he always wanted that structure in place. The reason why it's never really worked out with us is because initially he would interfere too much, you know, just listen to David Camoli or even Tim Sherwood, who, you know, I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> and when he did our director of football role for a while, he talked about the nightmare of Daniel Levy basically saying, what about this guy? What about this? What about this? What about this? Like, look, do you want to do the job? Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do actually want to do this job. And, and that's the issue. The only time it didn't happen, I mean, I've said this before, is when Baldini was there and Daniel Levy had a family thing and he was distracted and he literally said, these are the budgets, and yeah. he went. Now, we can argue about those players that came in not being up to it, but he delivered them all in budget, within within the wage budget, and he signed seven players, and that you know, all of us can look back on that window and go, "That's the only window where our signings have been straightforward." Mm. You know, we'd see a link. You know, I'll talk them. We're going to try and sign this player. I don't know about you, but I see that link now and I ignore it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one, one's, that... one's just come up to. I don't know if you've just seen while we're actually recording the podcast. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen it pop up, but we're being linked with uh, Southampton's uh, captain yeah. Holbrook. Yeah, that's Holborn. coming up, but it's not going to happen, is it? No, it's you know? not. In fact, I can tell you now that within the 10 minutes of that rumour going live, uh, a friend of mine who's a journalist has tweeted, sorry to be that guy again, but that's not happening. Yeah. And, and um, it's and it's a silly one, like, uh, it's the one with Bow as well that we keep seeing. That's never going to happen. I mean, if you've got no. an ounce of common sense, you know that's not going to happen. But we just keep getting linked okay. to these players all the well, time, don't we? you've got to remember that Sky Sports News is a 24-hour TV channel that is funded by the adverts and adverts pay X amount of money based on the number of viewers to a TV program. And they get the X amount of adverts on their website based on the number of clicks their website gets. So Sky Sports News saying Tottenham are going to try and sign Gareth Bale will vast majority of the time get people go, really? What the hell? And tune in or to click the website uh, you know, not just Tottenham fans. Other people are going, really, are they? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's stuff like that. And they do it constantly. That story you just mentioned came from Sky Sports News. Yeah. Ten minutes later, and a journalist who I know has decent links with the club has killed it. Mm. So, uh, countless clicks. I mean, that the tweet from Sky Sports News got retweeted. It's got hundreds and hundreds of comments. That's just achieved what they wanted. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's nonsense. Yeah. And they can get away with it because they do it as we believe. Sources tell us. And that's how they get away with it. You know, and don't get me wrong, tabloids have been doing that for years. But the vast majority of us try and treat Sky Sports News as a kind of news resource where they go, this is happening, this has happened. 
and and you kind of go, oh, okay. When you hear it on there, you know it's true. Yeah. Well, in reality, they've lost that now. It's it's like Fox News. Well, that's a f- yeah, that's the thing. I mean, look, there used to be a, uh, a time where you'd see like a transfer rumor, for example, on Twitter, and mm. you'd be like, that's outrageous. Sky Sports would never put that out there. And then you look closely yeah. at the tweet, and it's like Sky mm. Sports Muse or something like you know. Yeah, a, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, but but now actual Sky Sports News is 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 yeah. you know you it, don't even look at that. Making up crap. Yeah. 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 Um, because the, that's their income, and you know, whatever. Good luck to them. Mm. But it's it's a bit sad that you you sort of have a, a reputation, and they've just crapped on it for for finance. But yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, fair enough. But going going back to our thing about the squad, but I mean, I can give you an example um, from from one that I actually know about within the club, which is where we scouted a player. Um, scouts were basically sent to look after look at him for about ten games. By our then manager, this was Mauricio Pochettino, really wanted to look at a player. He was playing in the championship. Mm. Um, they watched 10 games. The scout report came back like he ticks every box for us. This is a player you know we rate really highly. Um, we we think, however, could possibly some personality. It's quite a, quite a prickly character. Um, so what we suggest is we monitor him. You know, we don't make a move in January. We, we keep monitoring. Mauricio Pochettino was fine. It wasn't an immediate thing. It was just someone he'd identified. Um, by the end of the season, they'd built up a, a, like a serious dossier of all the games this kid has played. Um, really got to know more about him. Really got to know more about his interaction with his teammates and stuff. Mm. Mauricio wanted him. The coaching staff wanted him. The scouts were absolute thumbs up. Yep. This is who we got to sign. A price was, you know, reasonable for the player, um, for the level. Um, classed as homegrown, absolutely, it was it was a slam dunk. Um, so what happens then is that you have a transfer committee. Or at least this is what happened. Uh, John McDermott sat on that at the academy. He'd look at a player, we'd look sign and say we've got better in the academy, or we'd look at it and go, yeah, no, I agree, you know, he's a standout player. Um, and you also had the head of uh, scouting at the time, Steve Hitchin, would basically be yay or nay. Um, so you had Mauricio Pochettino, Steve Hitchin, and John McDermott all looking at this player going, yep, absolutely, 100% upgrade on anything we've got. We've scouted the hell out of him. We think he's, you know, he's the one. Um, and then six weeks later... We put an offer in, but because it was too late in the window, the team wouldn't sell him. Right. Now, I'm not going to do any names on this. Some people might be able to work out, but I'm not because I don't want to give away the person who tells me these things. But when you've got a situation like that, which is the the manager, the scouts, for an entire season, mind, this isn't just a case of they've looked at him a couple of games and gone, yay, we like this guy. Mm. An entire season had gone into this. Which is a lot of work, you know. This is scouts being sent to every game, watching every game, compiling information, and it just got dumped mm. because we we tried to wait till later in the window to maybe save a few million quid to get a good deal, yeah. And that's kind of where the problem is, you know. Brinkmanship when it's business. And you're kind of trying to negotiate a deal. You're trying to do a deal, and you get to the last minute. I don't know about you, but like if you ever bought a house, you know it's kind of like, well, you know, oh, I can't complete on that date. You know, if you want me to complete, it has to be this price, and you know, you, you go backwards and forwards, and that's kind of the way negotiation works. When it comes to football, 
you need to build the team. You need to build the squad. You know, you need to give the manager time to get them in. You know, there's so many different factors. It's not just money. You can't look at it as the black and white, red bottom line. Oh, well, if I sign in now, I've got to pay him a month's wages before the season even starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the thing. We've, we've had this conversation so many times, Sam, and, and, I, and it's one of my biggest frustrations with Levy. And, yeah. and, and you know, you give, that, you give the house example... Uh, which is a good mm-hmm. example, but I mean, a, ha- a house and a human being are two completely different things. And I think when it comes to dealing with human beings, and uh, for, so for example, in in a squad, like picking two or three people, uh, 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 players in your squad, and you and you and, th- and that's what that's what you're dealing with, as opposed to a inanimate object like a house. It, yeah. It's a completely different ball game because there's so many factors involved, yeah. isn't there? There's there, there's like like you say, like you know. The, You've got you've got embed them into the squad. Yep. Uh, it, it's their fitness. You can make sure you know if you want if you want to get their, their their fitness to how you want it to be. You 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 need them there. So, like you say, this brinkmanship for saving a few million, yep. it it doesn't work. In I don't no. think it works in football. It, it it doesn't. And and we've seen so many examples of it. And I, I don't yeah. want to keep going through the old ones. And I'll just no, mention, no. for example, the one that frustrates me the most is Greenish. That's the one that really annoys me. Yeah, but yeah, that but that's, that's yeah. but that's an example of just. If you just if you if you just take the take the punt to start with and accept you might be paying a little bit over the odds or you know it's a bit of a risk mm. with football you have to do that I think you, you really do you, you can't you can't I don't it, well as it's proved over the years with us this kind of way of of saving money and getting these good deals and again I'm, whenever we come have the conversation I always talk about vendor fart because that yeah, is one yeah, shining example of when it worked but on the whole. Eight times out of ten, nine times out of ten, it doesn't work, and we're unfortunately well, suffering because of it. Well, you got to remember with that deal, they offered him to us. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like you know we identified him, we scouted him, or anything like that. They literally picked up the phone in Daniel Levy and said, "Look, this player wants to leave to get first team football." Uh, you know, we had a relationship with him, and it was like, "Okay, well, this is what we're willing to pay," mm. and they took it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we kind of compliment him on that deal, but at the same time, you know, you know, we rang Harry Redknapp up, who was our manager at the time, and said, "I've got a surprise for you." Yeah. Well, yeah, you, know, you signed him a world class player, which is fantastic, and in that instance, it was just great. But if you're a manager of a team and you've gone right, I really need this, I really need this, and I really need this, and then your chairman rings you, goes, "Got a surprise?" You're like, "Oh, brilliant! Who is it?" Steve Bergwin, um, pardon, what? Yeah, you know, another attacking forward, because we've got five of them, and I thought we might want six. I don't have any fullbacks, I don't have a defensive midfielder, and I don't have a striker. Yeah, but we got six of these guys, let's play a new formation. It just doesn't make you know, sense, does it? No, it doesn't, and that's kind of where, you, you know, we had a manager for five years, we had a great relationship with Daniel Levy, at least that's what they tell us. Yeah. <laughs> But but they got this relationship, and for five years, if you don't trust that person, that when they say, look, you want us to win something, you have to do this. Given all the overachievement he gave us, given how every obstacle that was thrown at him, like the stadium move, the delays, you know, selling Carl Walker for 50 million, you know, yeah. everything that happened, he just kept going, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League. If you don't trust that guy to give him the money... You then appoint the most successful club manager, one of the most successful club managers in European football history. And he's telling you, I need a right back, I need a left back, I need a defensive midfielder, and I need a striker. 
and you're going, ooh, I'll get you a wing. Yeah, yeah. And then something's wrong. <laughs> so, something, something is is clearly broken in the setup. Now, Jose Mourinho, of course, the minute he was appointed, hinted that we would be getting a director of football. Um, that hasn't happened. Um, some, from what I've read, believe that's simply because the guy we want isn't available till next summer, uh, contractually. Um, if that's the case, then it's like I said, it's an evolution, not revolution, yeah. which is fine, and I, and I get that, and I understand that sometimes you can't, you know, you can't do everything at once. Like, so for example, if the club know we have a great chance of signing Max Ahrens in the summer. No way of doing it now, but Norwich have kind of gone, look, we'll, yeah, look, if we go down, yeah, the kid's going to want to stay in the Premier League, we'll give you, you know, first dibs <laughs> or mm. whatever. Then we know that's what that's the kid, that's who we want to be our new right-back, and we'll sell Serge Aurier in the summer, etc. And, and, you know, so the plans could already be there for these things. But what I'm talking about is right now, starting the second part of the season... With first team, one left back, one right back, and then into midfield. Dyer and Wanyama. Dyer seriously ill, just cannot get his fitness and agility back. With games, he possibly can, but anyone who's watching can see he's just not able to do it. And Wanyama's like 68 years old. <laughs> That's a conservative estimate. So. It is. It is a conservative estimate. I think we talked about that on the podcast, didn't we? Or yeah, did we I? did. We did. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for anyone listening, there is a rumour that Wanyama's a lot older than we all think he is. Um, but yeah, that, that still cracks me up. But, you know, from a defensive midfield point of view, it's non-existent. So we've done nothing to address that. Now, Sissoko is out injured... Probably for the rest of the season, or at least the massive chunk, about another two months from now, because he had to have the surgery. Uh, he's not getting any younger as well. Um, so Gedson Fernandez appears to be kind of an all-energy replacement for him and the squad. Uh, you know, slotting here, slotting there in midfield. But he looks like a guy who's not played in a while, which is true. He hasn't, so... Um, I've seen nothing of him yet that makes me think, what a signing that is. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm certainly not writing the kid off. He's just arrived. <laughs> I, and do you know what as well? Lo Celso was like that for a while. And it's the last two or three games, I'm like, ah, this is why we signed him. Well, Lo looks phenomenal. He does look a player, doesn't he? Yeah, really, really, really just something else. I mean, his run uh, in the last game, uh, Southampton, the FA Cup, what was it five players he beat six? Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved it. That, that that's what you want to see. That's what you go to football and watch. That's what gets you off your seat. Of course. <laughs> um, and and looking forward. Uh, but so it looks like Josie wants to play four three three. So this is a change for us. So you know, perhaps it's a change in the kind of players he wants to sign. Um, if that's the case, you know, perhaps he's looking at a different type of midfielder. He's not looking for that holding midfielder anymore. So, you know, we're going to have to see. You know, maybe a Undombele, Winks, and Lachelso free with an attacking three ahead of them of, you know, new guy Sonny and if he's fit, Kane. Mm. Currently, we don't have a fit striker in the first team squad. And that brings me to my next what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> because <laughs> it's the 30th of January, the deadline's tomorrow, 11 p.m. 
and every striker target we've gone for is now happily signing with other clubs. Um, the one we were linked with a lot, uh, Pietic AC Milan, we wanted to loan him, they wanted to sell him. Hertha Berlin have bought him, so he's gone. Um, the kid in uh, basically has refused to play for Real Sociedad to try and force a move through to us. Uh, they want 25 million, we're offering 12. Um, yeah, so that's, that's ongoing. Um, and then there's a few other we've been linked with, which have been kind of, I think, at best, we've made an inquiry. But of course, the one that today all of the people I trust, which has really hurt me, by the way, <laughs> is Olivier Giroud. Yep, it looks like he's coming, doesn't it? It does look like he's coming. It makes, it actually, as red as it sounds, it does actually make sense, uh, I think. It, you, it makes trying, sense. You're trying to make it good aren't you you're trying to trying to put a positive spin on us polishing a turd here um just look at that goal he scored with the back of his, his back heel <laughs> <laughs> now you know my my feelings on this are not logical cool mate. okay cool. he's played for two very good teams in the premier league and when called upon from the bench always provide something whenever i've watched him arsenal would bring him off the bench chelsea would bring him off the bench he would always do something, like mm. flick on something, get a goal. So, from from my point of view, without knowing his ties to those two clubs, you're kind of like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, he's really good friends with Hugo Lloris as well, mm-hmm. so you know he'd come into the squad and you know be okay, um, providing they don't go out on the piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Olivier, you're driving, buddy. Um, so I, I'm kind of like, I'm. I'm like battling with myself. My brain's going, That's that That would be great. That would be a really good signing. That What a smart signing that would be. A two-year contract. Mm-hmm. So he's proper back up to Kane as well. Um, he'd fit into the squad. He, you know, he's ready to go. You know, yep. He lives in London, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. But then my heart's kind of like... Oh. He's a gooner. <laughs> he really is. You know, he's, a, he's a kiss the badge gooner. Oh, he's a full-on... I'm Arsenal through and through. Anyone over the last few days will see some of his old tweets being shared, mocking Tottenham, and it's kind of like, really? Do we want to sign that? You know, we signed William Gallas once, and I was kind of feeling that way about Gallas as well, but the thing with Gallas is he was just such a kind of uh, professional in what he was doing. He, he just kind of... You could picture him at any club, really. Yeah, He sure. didn't really... He wasn't Chelsea, he wasn't Arsenal, he was just William Gallas. He just like played in London, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was like London FC, everybody. And then West Ham tried to sign him, he went... No, you are, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're good. I've got my standards. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'll retire. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I'm good. If that's my level now, I'd rather not play. I'd rather not play. Um, But, so now you've got Olivier Giroud and... I don't know, because... Like we don't do business with Chelsea. No, we have to say the relations between the two clubs is prickly is an understatement. <laughs> so, according to journalists again, who I trust, we have reached out. The players up for it, and Chelsea have said yes, providing they can bring in a replacement. Right. So our transfer, if you like, of Olivier Giroud is going to depend purely on Chelsea strengthening their squad. And letting us have their, you know, cast off. <laughs> do, 
Do you am, know I, am I am I the only person looking at that going, what the? Fuck that's where happened? we that's where we are now. That, get, yeah, that's oh, I, I, I think that's what's goading me the most. And if I was Chelsea, I'd wait till about half past ten, going, yeah, yeah, any minute, any minute. Oh no, never mind. Can I, can I just ask you, Seth? Can I just yeah. ask you, right? So, let's, let, look, I know it's it's not beyond all realms of possibility, but it's as un, un, unlikely as me winning the lottery. I feel at the moment. But but say we but we we signed Giroud, and uh, I cha- think I know what you're about to ask me. Cham- Champions on. League final. <laughs> <laughs> Along comes Aurier, crosses it in for Giroud to head in. There will be a yeah. part of you that's like, this is the most amazing moment of my life, but it's really tarnished right now. <laughs> now, it's hilarious. Now, I didn't go Champions League, but I actually had this scenario in my head earlier with the FA Cup. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, imagine we finally win a trophy and it's Olivier Giroud wins us the game, like scores a header. You know you, you, you know the type. He comes yeah. on, Aurier, Giroud, Tottenham have won it in the last minute, hooray! Can you imagine what we will get from Arsenal and Chelsea oh, fans? Oh God! Yeah. Well, it's the only, the only way you could win a trophy. Yeah. One of yeah. one of our players. And one and our manager as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's and and I know this is ridiculous. And to be honest, with the FA Cup, I probably wouldn't care what they had to say. I'd probably be just be absolutely over the moon. But it's ridiculous that we're in this situation that we're trying to feed off the scraps of our neighbours when. Over the last few years, we've been better. <laughs> you know, we've been a better team, a better squad, better run, and yet, how how wow. have we got to this? How how the hell has this been allowed to happen? When for years we've kind of gone, yeah. I mean, we've kind of had these years of developing year on year and progressing, and it's been looking good. And you and then this year, it came to like this grinding halt. Um, and now we're trying to go again. But, yeah. yeah, like I said, just the squad planning. The fact we don't have a striker, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I can't even put in the words. I don't get it. <laughs> Nor do I, mate, to be honest. I don't. I mean, you've you've been the watch the last uh, couple of games recently. Yeah. To say we look like we lack a focal point, would you say that that's oh, the understatement God. of the century? I just, the, the, the noise game, right, I, I, it sounds... Terrible for me to say this, yeah. and, I, and I mentioned this to you at the time. Yeah. But I've never come away from a win feeling more kind of just. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was I, like... I, I replied to you, George Graham era again. Yeah, but it just feels it feels like that. And honestly, if you was, I, I get the train. Um, so I come out the stadium. I go to White Lane Station. Yeah. And I get the train up towards Cheshire and then drive home from there. Most people get the train down towards London, so that I get the quieter one. Yeah. But our one's still busy. I mean, you know, if you if you get it at the wrong time, you're just you know you're it's nose to nose in there. But it felt it genuinely felt like we'd lost. You know that kind of like that yeah, f- yeah, feeling that, you get that. when you're in the, on the train and it's you've made all that effort and it's another crappy result. Yeah, it just didn't feel like we won the game because. They were the best, like genuinely, and I can say that it's right for me to say this now. Yeah. But Norwich deserved at least a draw from that game. They were the better side. They yep. were the better side. They were more energetic. They were creating more chances. They they felt like I felt like they were the home team, and and I, they must have felt so robbed to have come away from that with that game with, with nothing. Yeah. They must have done. Uh, I I agree with you. I mean, I watching games at the moment. I can't think of a game where we've deserved. 
a win. Well, the, really. the, the, the last one I can remember is the Burnley one when we when we uh, terrorised them, and yeah. from start to finish it was brilliant. But it, that feels like such a one-off at the moment. Well, that, that's it. How how is it we can click into gear in a game and look like ourselves, look like the Tottenham we've come to know, but then we cannot back it up anymore. Yeah. It's like it's like we have this inability to play two games in a row. It's bizarre. It's and yeah, we're, bizarre. we're playing Man City this weekend, and I watched them in the Carabao Cup against Man United last night. I think Man United played out of their skins, and I think yep. Man City looked like they were in cruise control and didn't ever manage to jolt themselves out of it, really. Yeah, they were free one up going into the game, weren't they? So... Yeah, yeah. They they didn't... They they had that kind of... You know, if Man, City, if Man United got a second, they could have been in trouble because they, they just struggled to kind of shake off that, we got this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which happens. I don't know about you, but I think Man City playing us have got a serious ass VAR related score to settle. Yeah, they have. And, and going, going into this game, all you have to do is stick those two VAR things up on the up on the team talk board and go, you yeah. know what to do. We're losing 7-0. Lads, <laughs> lads, it's Tottenham. <laughs> um, and, and from a Tottenham point of view, you know, Jose doesn't like losing to Pep. Jose does not like losing to that bold man. Mm. <laughs> so Jose this week will have been working and working on any way he can to make sure we don't lose this game, yeah. which is great. But yeah. I just have no confidence no, really in not. in our, our ability to back anything up right now. Like If by some lunacy we play really well and we were to win the game... We then go into the next game, which is midweek FA Cup replay. All of us feeling like, yes, come on. Yeah. But again, even then, I'd still be going, oh, I doubt it. Yeah. Because I've got yeah. no confidence in this putting two performances together. Mm. It just it just doesn't exist anymore. Um, right. And it needs to happen for obvious reasons. No, but, I agree. Um, mate, we've obviously had a good chat about some of these things. I... I did put a thing out on our Facebook page earlier on today, just for any comments or questions for anyone, and we have got a few. So I think it would only be fair and polite that we go across and discuss those. So here it is. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. All right, I have no idea if if anyone on here is basically having a pop at us or not. Right. Um, I haven't actually read them. I just saw there were a few come up numbers-wise. So, right then. Um, let us begin at the beginning, and that is from Matt Hope. Matt Hope says, Thoughts on bail. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> <sighs> That's not funny, Matt. <coughs> Matt, Matt, Wait, Matt I'm not Hope. well, please. Let me off me. <laughs> Matt, Matt's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. <laughs> anyway, but Matt says, sorry, apologies, Matt. I'll read it properly. Thoughts on Bale prospect. Would it be a good signing considering his age, injuries, wage demands? I'm 70% not really wanting it within reason. Anything more than 150 to 200 grand per week. And I just don't see it being a good move. Uh, what's your thoughts on new signing Bergwin, which I can't pronounce by the Bergle, way. I'm saying Berg. Do you know the best way? Because I've watched a, a little video of him on t- uh, Twitter, yeah. and it yeah. says for our benefit, it's pronounced Bergwine. So think half, ber- half burger and then wine, Bergwine. Oh, sweet. So yeah. thoughts on Bergwine. Should we phase Jan out and focus, not rely on Tanganga? Any word on anyone else who might be leaving? Um, well, we've kind of covered the word on leaving. The only other player I'll add to that is Wanyama. 
Bordeaux have registered an interest today. We want to sell, they want to loan. Whether that will come to anything, I don't know, but hopefully it does. Phasing Yan out, um, we've got Sanchez, we've got Alderweireld, Tanganga's there. Um, I think Yan still has a role to play. Um, whether Yan is still with us when his contract expires, I don't know anymore. Um, we'll have to see on that. Uh, thoughts on Bergwijn? What do you think, buddy? He he looks look. I, I, he looks got, rapid in I've everything got, yeah. I've seen. I mean, I, I, it's one of those things where look. I'm, I'm sure, like most of us, I'm not going to pretend I, I watch Dutch football because uh, no. I don't. <laughs> I think I've. I've I do not. No. I've gone to. I've, I have seen Pierce, and I've probably mentioned this in previous podcasts. But I have watched PSV play at home about mm-hmm. four or five times when it used to be really cheap to go to Eindhoven on Ryanair. Yeah. But I was. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast, but I was probably. I'd sampled the local delicacies, if, if that makes yes. sense. So I don't really remember yes. my... <laughs> yeah, got you. But uh, it's, not, it's not a strong league, and, and we've seen lots of examples of, of um, players coming over, and just they've set the Eredivisie alight, but they've never, they've not set the Premier alight. But he, he, the things I think he's got in his favour, he's young, like you say, he's lightning quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to have a good attitude, good head on his shoulders. And also, I'm looking at a lot of things that people who do follow Dutch football are, are saying and they're all saying positive things so yep. it seems a positive signing and, and you don't pay 25 million well you don't tend to and Levy doesn't spend 25 million on a player that's not got something there no, so I'm, I mean, I'm we, feeling we, we have heavily scouted him for about 18 months um, you know there at live games watching every tape so this isn't just a rash spur of the minute he became available in this window, and we've kind of pounced. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Uh, with regards to Gareth Bale, um, to me, it's a financial non-starter. Yep, um, he's on six hundred thousand plus a week at Real Madrid. His agent went on TV and said about how he won't leave on loan and how he wants to see out his contract there. Um, to me. It's just never going to happen. I mean, there's kind of like this lovely dream of him playing for us again in our new stadium. And I do get that. But every window for the last four windows, maybe longer, he's linked with a return to Tottenham. And people click the website, go on the Sky Sports News, (laughs) pick up the paper because of it. Yeah. And not once in any of that time has it ever been true. No, and, and it's it's not like we're, we're getting any... It's not like the agent said, oh, he's open to a move. The agent has no. categorically... Yeah. I can't say the word. Categorically killed there we go. it. Said, even it's going not as far happening. as joking to say, why would I want him to go back to Tottenham? Yeah. I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. And, and the only way it can happen financially is if Real Madrid are so desperate to get rid of him that they'll say, right, we'll pay possibly 400000 and you can pay 200000 of his 600000 a week. Yeah. But are, are Real, Madrid, Real Madrid that desperate to get rid of him? It doesn't seem so, no. does it? So no, it, it no, just seems no, a complete no, and utter non-starter from, from the get-go. Agreed. Um, you know, wouldn't it be funny if people are listening to this on the 1st of February and we signed him? No, no, I think there's more chance of us signing Marco Van Basten the player from what Kane's out, but hey, you never know. Um, Simon Whiteman says, this is probably too late, but wondering your thoughts on Armando Shashua, who has gone out on loan. Does he have a future at Spurs or is he destined to join his brother in the lower league of Spain? Um, up until this season, I'd have put him in my list of players who I felt definitely had a future. Um, every time 
I've seen anything this season. He just hasn't developed, or he just doesn't seem to have kicked on. Um, my the the guy I trust greatly when it comes to all things academy at Tottenham tells me that this is kind of a maybe he reached a level where he needs to be playing first team. Perhaps that's the case. Mm. The club have got a real good link up um, over in the Spanish lower league, and that's where he's gone. Um, and he is actually going to be playing with his brother. His brother's there on loan from Tenerife, who signed him uh, in the summer. So I'm, I'm not sure. Um, he's both of them ridiculously nice and really good kids, both talented football players. I don't think they're ever going to make it in England. Mm. But uh, I mean, I don't know. You you see some players and you look at them and you just go so technically gifted, so you know good at what they do, but then they come and up against some League Two defender and they're going to get their legs snapped, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I feel. So when like they went across to Spain initially, I thought, well, that's perfect for their development. They're going to be playing against other technical players, you know, trying to learn, trying to get to grips with the the pacing of of professional football. But to me, I I, I don't think. I think if he does come back, you know, if he does really well and he does come back, then perhaps his development will kick on and, and the club will reconsider. But right now, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think this kind of is first move towards the exit. Sure. In my humble opinion. Um, Olav Kier says, why can't Levy, for fuck's sake, just once open his goddamn wallet <laughs> and, but is that one, and buy us that one world-class player? Um... <laughs> You don't know. You don't know Levy, my friend. I think that's more of a statement than a question. <laughs> yeah, I, I sure. think. I think that's rhetorical. I don't think you need us to answer that. Um, <laughs> Linton Ford, hello, Linton. Do you know Linton? I think is the first person who won a competition on our podcast. Yeah, the name sounds very familiar. It does, doesn't mm. it? Linton, send us something nice. We we <laughs> let you win once. Um, Linton says, view on our striker search. Seems like we have no idea what we are doing, and it's taken this long. Linton, that kind of has been the whole discussion on this podcast, which is it feels like our recruitment's completely directionless. The fact that we've reached this point where our squad has these massive holes, like no one six months ago went, um, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm well aware, I'm sure Matt's well aware, and several other people are well aware, but for the last two years, someone was screaming, <laughs> there are problems, <laughs> there yep. are problems down the line, hello, yep. uh, and they've been ignored. Um, mm-hmm. We all know by who. Um, <laughs> the next question, Stefan Cruz Alvarez, step in Stefan, who did not step in last week because he was working. <laughs> Non-stepping um, Stefan. Yeah, so it's non-stepping Stefan. <laughs> I'm really disappointed to see Cameron Carter Vickers go to Luton. I imagine he is as well. I've been to Luton. It's a shithole. Yeah, I live near um, Luton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone living in Luton just heard me say that? I, I really meant it. Um, wanted him to be given a Premier League chance with one of the lower teams in the league. Who else do you think should or will get a half a season loan out? Um, to start with Cameron Carter Vickers, we were trying to sell him, um, but no one were willing to meet our asking price. Uh, we were only asking for four million, which seems yeah, it's not, not much, is that, it? <laughs> not bad for, for international. A player, for a full international, classed as homegrown, still twenty-one, yeah. um, with 
three seasons of championship football now. <laughs> it, it seems a little bit odd. Yeah. Um, but he had a bit of a bad loan in the summer. Um, Stokes in a mess and he got caught up in that. Um, so if he plays every week for Luton, I don't think we'll have a problem selling him come summer. Yeah, they're struggling a bit, Luton, so uh, yeah. I don't think he can do it. If he plays, he'll get a move. Yeah, um, he's yeah. he's a good good defender. He deserves to be at a club now, a permanent deal for somewhere. Uh, he's still got two and a half years left on his contract, by the way. So, well, well. Um, yeah. So in the summer, he'll still have two years left, and we've got an option to extend that for another year as well. Um, Steve. Oh, uh, sorry. To finish what Stefan said about other players being loaned out, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I know. There's a lot of interest in a few of our players. I know Skip, I know Parrot, I know a couple of the others. There are offers sat there. But the club obviously aren't taking them up because of our recruitment or lack thereof. Um, if a striker should come in, I'd, I'd still be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Parrot go on loan. Mm. Um, the Skip one's the one that's most interesting for me because Jose's not really playing him. But at the same time, he hasn't moved him back to the under-23 squad. Um, he needs to play. You know, this is my whole Carl Walker-Peters thing again. He needs games. Um, there are five clubs in the championship, two of them promotion-chasing, who are desperately trying to sign him on loan. You know, we will give him every game. You know, if he's fit, he'll play. Um, so... I don't see any disadvantage of letting him go. Unless he's thinking, of course... Um, Undombele can't really rely on him right now. Lachelso had that injury to come back from it, but maybe he gets injured again. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. you know, winks with his ankle. That was a very ominous moment, uh, you know, a week ago, although he then played again. So perhaps he's thinking, I need that squad depth. Mm. I, I don't know. Um, but those are the ones I know of. There's a few kids in the academy who have got offers to go back out, but you got to remember, there's the loan window continues. So just because a loan doesn't get finalised by tomorrow doesn't mean that it's an, it's called the emergency loan window. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh no, we didn't realise our player was, you know, injured for the last month. Um, the next one, Steve Hanks. Steve Hanks says, Bale has been badly handled by Madrid. Sure, he could still do a great job at Spurs if it could happen. No. And thank you for that. Uh, Nigel Stewart says, should we get Giroud in? We've just discussed that, Nigel. <laughs> um, Matt, I'm going to let you have the final word on Giroud. Go on Yeah, Yeah, or nay. Mate, listen, he's an ex-Gooner, but where we are at the moment, I can't particularly I'm going to go with a yay. I'm gonna, I'm just going to have to. We have to. Yeah, like we, yeah. I, I, it, makes, <laughs> it makes sense. He's like the Lorente that we probably needed for this season. We've... we've, we've uh, it's okay, a recognised striker that's going to be happy to sit on the bench, uh, although he knows he's going to get games because Kane's yeah. out now for a few months. He's got yeah. the it, it, it fits us both. It fits us because we've got we've got a striker that we know once Kane's back isn't going to kick up a massive fuss about not playing, but mm. he's playing now, wanting to get into the um, uh, the Euros in twenty twenty. You know, later in, in the summer, wants to get into the France squad. He needs games, so yeah. it's it's going to suit us suit us both at the moment and like you say next year if he signs a two year deal then we've got immediate backup for Kane if there are any injuries and it, and it means also that we don't have to play Kane 
all the time. I think the thing you find with Giroud, look, don't get me wrong, like, I know I'm praising Aguna here, which makes me feel a little bit dirty, but yes, he's, should, yeah, but he's one of these players where it, he's that focal point that you was talking about earlier that we're missing, yep. and even if he doesn't get the goals, it's he's that focal point that we need, that we, we desperately, desperately need. Yep. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to have to be a yay for me, mate. Yeah, that's okay. I agree with you. Just hurts. Uh, um, uh, Jonathan Edwards, why are we buying another winger when we are so much in need of a nine and help in defence? We talked um, about that before. We, we've talked about that quite a lot. Um, <laughs> you're preaching the choir, John. <laughs> um, Joe Palmer or Palmer, sorry, says bail, bail, bail. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> okay, Jack. maybe that's how. It, maybe that's how we can do it. Just like Daniel Levy, just to go to Real Madrid, just start to say bow a hundred times and come on, boom, boom, please bow. Go on then, um, go on then. Finally, and this this is this is probably the biggest question we've had here. Um, I'm going to put it to you, okay? Go uh, on, it's from Jake Bins, and Jake would like to know why is Daniel Levy such a. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, think he is. He's just not as good as he thinks he is when it comes to football. I think that's his problem. <laughs> okay, so that, that's your answer. Okay, um, he's, he's not. He's not as. He's not as much as an expert when it comes to certain <laughs> aspects of football that he may believe he is. But I wouldn't call him a. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna break the beat machine. If you keep saying. <laughs> Stop saying for fuck's sake. Anyway, um, thank you very much, everybody. For this enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable chat, um, we appreciate every time people get in touch with us. By the way, and last week when I was on my own, I said, "People, message me, please, so I don't feel like a complete nutter." Um, but yeah, that was kind of them. They did, um, and and I did appreciate the feedback. You don't sound like a nutter. Well, no more than usual. Cheers, <laughs> cheers for that. Thanks, mum. It's like <laughs> what, what do they call it? You know, when you give someone a compliment, is it backhanded compliment? Backhanded compliment. Got a little dig in it. I, <laughs> I, I'm like the king of getting those. Like I, I like a woman, genuinely, right? Sort of flirtatiously, sort of said, "Oh, you know, you've got beautiful eyes. You're a really good-looking guy." I was like, "Oh wow, this like oh. never happens to me." Yeah. And then she finished it by saying. Yeah, I mean, if you lost, like, a little bit of weight, I'd be all over you. Oh, my God. Do you say that to someone you've, like, met? What the hell? It's like, oh, thanks. That was, like, made me feel amazing about myself and then basically punched me in the nuts. Do you know know what, Sam? Listen, mate, at least you can lose the weight. I mean, that's the problem. I can't remember who said it, but... Yeah. Isn't there like an, a, a comedian yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, said yeah. Like, I can lose the weight, you'll still be ugly. Yeah, there you go. You see, <laughs> you'll you still look, be a bit. Exactly. You've, you've got the core there, Sam. Do you know? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. If I just give up everything I enjoy, I'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no. Uh, all seriousness, though. Big thanks to everyone who did get in touch. It was. It made last week a little bit more enjoyable for me because I hated that. Um, a big thank you to you for being back with me this week because that oh, made no this week a lot more fun. And thank you for soldiering through man flu. Um, I understand that Geldof's arranging the concert on your behalf. Yeah, so I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. Hopefully, the funds are go towards a cure. Uh, <laughs> but mate, I'll speak to you next week, and I'll speak to everybody else. Uh, have fun. Enjoy the transfer window, because by the time you listen to this, we could be, you know, bail up front with Giroud and all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, mate. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on 
our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.